Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 38, and this is the recap show where I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows. Go run through the whole show, give it a quick review, a little, little bit of fantasy booking, just a little bit of general wrestling nerding out and all that great stuff. And uh, yeah, whenever there's an extra big pay-per-view or whatever, there's generally a, a separate episode for it. So as is such, you can go back and check out the prior episode, the Royal Rumble just went by. So I had a big, uh, well, a, a review of the Royal Rumble. It was, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was an event. It was an event. So you can go back there and check out that episode and uh, just to get you caught up on this week's episode. So it's going to be the Rumble Fallout. So everything that went down at the Rumble, and it was, a, it was an, it was big. So I was extremely excited to see what was gonna go down on Monday Night Raw. They they were in Oklahoma this week. Good old Sassafras. We did not get Jim Ross on the show, sadly. But uh, we start the show with the Men's Royal Rumble winner. You got Cody Rhodes. He enters the ring. He's got a nice big old entrance for him. Lots of fireworks. The whole shenaniganery. He's uh, they really just give him probably whatever he wants. He's like, can I have eleven thousand dollars worth of fireworks? They're like, yeah, dude, totally. Uh, the crowd is chanting for him. Cody can't help himself. He just goes like full Creed mode with arms wide open. Like, oh, just absorbing the love of the fans, man. Like, oh, he just, he just, he loves this. He's loving it. He does deliver a pretty good promo about his hard road on the recovery, his return to the Rumble. Uh, has been has been worth it, he says, all the pain and all that stuff. And he's going to take out Roman Reigns at Mania. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see. Judgment Day minus Rhea Ripley interrupt. Cody, they are pissed off that Cody Rhodes ruined their Royal Rumble plans. Cody asks if they are trying to scare him straight because Dom is always talking about prison. So that was, it was pretty funny. It made me giggle a little bit. The crowd wants Cody to kick their asses. Cody says he will take one of them on tonight. And then Edge runs out of nowhere. He jumps the Judgment Day. And am, am I smelling a tag team match play? Overall, it was an alright opening segment to the show. Uh, no, no addressing Sami Zayn whatsoever. Just none. Nothing. Now we got the Elimination Chamber will be Austin Theory. He's going to be defending his United States Championship in the Elimination Chamber. So, yeah, um, I like it because they have been putting more uh, effort into making the the other championships like Intercontinental and the United States uh get their prestige back, get a little bit more meaning back. So I'm actually okay with this decision to make it for the eliminate, uh, the United States Championship because it has been a poppin' division. I mean, you got Austin Theory as the champion, and you start to see the guys that are going to be filling in this elimination chamber. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it makes a lot of sense because right now the whole Roman Reigns thing, that's set in stone. That's, that's just mania stuff. I don't think Roman's going to be defending his title until WrestleMania, but... Regardless, I, I it's interesting. Normally, I don't like that kind of stuff. But in this circumstance, yeah, I'm fine with it being the United States Championship. So, we have our first elimination qualifier match. we got Seth Rollins fighting Chad Gable. He's out there with the big man, Otis. Fans in the front row, I just got to shout them out. They are dressed like bananas. 
I mean, that's fantastic. They didn't have the pajamas, but they were dressed as bananas. So uh, that was drawing my eye a lot throughout the show. So I don't know if that's annoying or, or a good job. So there it is. Rollins hits the pedigreed for an extremely predictable win here. It was still a good match, both showing off the awesome technical skills in the ring, some good counters, and Gable got in some good offense there. Yeah, it was good. Seven out of ten. Moving on now, we got Io Sky with Damage Control versus Candice LeRae with Mia Yim. So Dakota is dealing with an injury from the Royal Rumble, so she's not going to be in action for a little bit, but she's still out there. Candice LeRae hits a nice mid-rope German suplex thing. I really like that. Damage Control interfere numerous times, allowing Io to roll up Candice for the W. Mia not really doing anything at all to help Candice. Uh, solid match, though. Would have liked, would have been way better without all the Gaga. Like, seriously, I feel that, like, Io Sky should be, like, the beast of the group, beast of the squad. She should be feared by everybody. And kind of like the, like how Solo is in, uh, in the Bloodline. Like, he doesn't really need anybody out there. I mean, Solo generally always has someone out there, but he's the strong muscle man. And I think that's what they should do with Io. Like, yo, we'll just send out Io, Io all by herself and she, she should be able to handle herself. That's what I think they should do with Io. Cause honestly, I think in the ring and honestly, I just, I love her personality and, uh, kind of just her confidence that she exudes. Uh, she's one of my favorite in WWE. I really, really like EO sky, but that's what I would like for her. Now we got, it's time for Rhea Ripley to select her opponent for WrestleMania. So a little spoiler, I guess if you didn't watch the rumble, but Rhea Ripley won it. Uh, Ripley wants her revenge on Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. And yeah, man, I, I can't lie. I'm super nervous that Charlotte won't do the right thing this time. I, I, I'm almost certain that Charlotte Flair and Rhea's fought before, if I, if I do remember correctly. We've gone through this thing before, and Charlotte ended up winning. And that legitimately set Rhea back, like, a whole year. Like, she lost a lot of confidence. She was trying to find her game back, and now she has... Uh, being in the Judgment Day, and now it looks like they're going to do it again, and I swear, if they don't let Rhea Ripley win, and Charlotte does the like does her thing, and just, oh, Charlotte wins yet again, and we can't make any superstars in, like, other women's superstars, because we never let them win, because Charlotte always shows up and just beats them all, so, we'll see, I'm, I'm rooting for Ripley for sure, uh, Ripley did deliver a great promo, her confidence is super high, really been noticeable throughout her wwe career i mean we i saw the build with her in nxt and she was dominating down there she comes into into onto the main roster uh, charlotte squashes her she lost all of her momentum and she built it back up so i gotta give her a lot of props man like rhea ripley she's clawed her way back up to the main event and this time they better pull the trigger i'm gonna be pissed but rhea ripley good segment right here i'll give her a thumbs up now we got Seth Rollins. He's being interviewed. He's in a great mood until he is asked about Logan Paul eliminating him at the Rumble. Oh, dear. Seth Rollins gives a little giggle, and he walks away. Way to go, a-hole! You made Seth all sad and stuff. So that's that's not good. So, oh, man, it looks like they might be setting up or almost positively setting up a Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania. I mean, it's going to be good. Uh, time, like... Multiple times now, Logan Paul has proven that he can go in the ring. He's quite entertaining. I would say very comparable, uh, like a, a much better 
Shane McMahon. Like, he's got the big bumps like Shane, but he's also already, like, way better than Shane McMahon, in my opinion. So, him going up against Seth Rollins, that's a really good opponent for him. That would be quite entertaining. Seth Rollins would be able to take care of him and have a really good match. But, um, yeah, I, I was really hoping for something bigger than that for Seth, but... Uh, it's going to draw a lot of eyes onto Seth, and as long as he wins, then, which I'm scared he might not, but we'll see. That's what I'm predicting for WrestleMania. Now, we got another chamber qualifier match. Baron Corbin with JBL versus Johnny Gargano with Dexter Loomis. So, Gargano gets chokeslammed really nastily into the barricade. That was just fucking gnarly. Corbin removes his shirt. The crowd is really not impressed with that. I mean, come on, man. The dude has a little bit of jiggle on him. Like, I would kill for that body. So, give the guy, cut the guy some slack. JBL getting all fired up on the outside. Loomis calms him down by pulling out his axe and impaling JBL's cowboy hat. Holy crap, this dude is a lunatic. Gargano able to roll up Corbin with all the distractions for the W, and he will be in the Elimination Chamber. That is, yeah, I like that decision for sure. Solid match. Glad they're going with Gargano or over Corbin. Just, I mean, it's, again, pretty obvious, but there's always that you don't know with, you know, JBL lurking on the background, but with Dexter Loomis out there, I felt pretty confident that Gargano was going to be in the chamber. If I'm not mistaken, this will be his first one, and, oh, buddy, I think we're going to be in for a treat. Hopefully, uh, Gargano's going to do some wacky stuff in that chamber. It's going to be good stuff. Moving on, now we got the MVP lounge with Austin Theory, the United States champion. MVP is chirping, MVP calling him old, wait, sorry, uh, Austin Theory is chirping MVP, I had MVP chirping himself, that's what I written down, I'm a moron, no, uh, Austin Theory is chirping MVP, calling him old and irrelevant, and he's gonna make the MVP lounge way better, I mean, hey, that's okay, uh, not bad, starting with renaming it Austin Theory Live, um, yeah, I don't know about that name. I mean, MVP Lounge, that's that's good stuff. Uh, crowd is absolutely just shitting all over Austin Theory. Theory talking too much. Bobby Lashley comes out, just whips a table and starts whooping some ass. Crowd loves it. Lashley going for a spear, but Austin Theory pulls MVP in the path, and MVP eats the spear. Oh, dear. Austin Theory escapes, and Bobby looks really sad about hurting MVP. Oh, dear. It's not going well for this new... Like, they're not officially back together, but, like, it's... They're te oh, it's so close, but they keep, they keep messing it up. Ugh. Overall, though, it was a pretty good segment. I like the back and forth between Theory and MVP. Both are really strong on the mic, so it was quite entertaining. I'll give him a thumbs up for that. Now we got Finn Balor. He is pissed off backstage at Cody for taking his spot in the Rumble. He will be the one that fights Cody Rhodes later on on the show. The Miz is in the ring. He is still pissed off about not being given the spotlight last week at Raw 30. He is, he's been mad all week and at the Rumble. So yeah, he's been having a rough time. And on top of that, he's also mad that he was the first guy eliminated in the Royal Rumble. So again, just really rough time right now for The Miz. Adam Pearce stops Miz from venting uh, to introduce the returning, it's Rick Boogs. Uh, still rocking the jacked Freddie Mercury look. Uh, I'm fairly happy to see this guy. I mean, he, he had some pretty good momentum going for him uh, before he got injured. Sadly, like the injury thing, uh, 
never never good and he was gone for quite a while but he's back here and he's going to have a match against the miz in a full suit so that's going to go well for him the miz hits boogs this makes him do some random like weird drumming movements i have no idea what that was about boogs hits an impressive military press into a power slam for the squash victory over the miz a fairly entertaining moment overall like i said it's nice to see boogs back we shall see if he can get his momentum back uh, he was already honestly he was losing his momentum uh, right before he got injured because he cut his hair he used to have nice long hair and then he turned into a jacked freddie mercury which is like it's fine on paper but he looked it like the long hair thing just worked way better for his character it's still short it, he looks good like he's a he's a big jacked young man and and he can he has that shriek of his which is super funny so i'm rooting for him to get his uh, momentum back and of course uh while Boogs was here doing his thing with the guitar and the shrieking, Elias was out with injury, and now they're both in action, so hopefully there's a connection they can do with that. There's two guys that are musically inclined. There's got to be something you can do with that, so uh, we'll see where they go with it. And now Bailey out for a second time tonight. This makes me quite happy. She's talking trash about Becky. This summons to Bailey's surprise, Becky Lynch on her birthday. Bailey tells Becky she isn't good enough for anything, not even her husband, Seth Rollins. Oh shit, that was a good that was a good one. Bailey adds Seth only married her because he knocked her up. Oh damn! Becky I mean Bailey, she's on fire right now. Oh snap! Bailey wants her steel cage match, but Bailey, no wait, oh, this is difficult, man, because you got a Becky and a Bailey. So Becky wants her steel cage match, but Bailey says nah. Becky leaves for a sec and returns with a beaten down Dakota Kai. Bailey about to bash Dakota with a chair. Bailey screams, she accepts the match and saves her friend for now. Ah, uh, see, Bailey is a good person. See, d deep down, she's just trying to save her friend and she'll even take on Becky in a steel cage to do so. So she's a good person deep down. Good segment. I really like that Bailey got personal with the trash talk. That was good stuff. I love when they do it. Uh, that match will happen next week, apparently. We'll see. Pierce announces uh, lots of shit for the next week. You got a chamber match with the final four women in the Rumble. They're going to be fighting in a fatal four-way to determine the final two that'll be in the Elimination Chamber. So if you understood that, good for you. Uh, Chelsea Green interrupts. She's demanding a bunch of stuff like a like some Dutch chocolate and stuff. So uh, she's being fairly entertaining. Not bad, not bad. Chamber qualifier match. We got Dolph Ziggler going up against Bronson Reed. Oh, boy. Dolph hits a zigzag out of nowhere. But other than that, Bronson dominates Dolph pretty much the whole match. Hits a huge splash off of the top rope for the W. Fine match. You know, it's fine. Dolph selling his ass off as per usual. That's just what he does. Bronson, or he's making Bronson look really good. And Bronson is good himself. I, I like the addition of him in the chamber. He's a good... He's a big man, but he can move well, and I like that because they just brought him back, and to have him in the, elim in the elimination chamber, good stuff. As long as he can have a good showing in, in there, yeah, I like that decision. Now we got the returning Carmella. She shows up backstage, and then Asuka shows up showing off her blue teeth. This disgusts Carmella. She just walks away like, ew, what the hell? 
Uh, weird segment, but uh, nice to see Carmella back. Can't believe she was gone for seven seven months. It, I like Carmella. I know she's not everybody's cup of tea, but uh, she's just, you know, she's that kind of heel that you love to hate her, and she does a good, like, a not too annoying a job, like v- Vicky Guerrero does at being annoying and hateable. Like, Vicky Guerrero just takes it too far sometimes with the annoying stuff. I enjoy Carmella, so it's nice to see her. Now we got Rick Boogs. He's getting interviewed backstage with the Prophets and Elias. Huh? We get a big scream from Boogs. Elias looking really, really annoyed by, by Boogs' scream. We got to have something go down, man, between Elias and Boogs. Rather, they're going to be in a feud or they're going to become a tag team. I think they can do both. I like when they do... Um, uh, two people that just kind of don't like each other. They start fighting each other, and they earn each other's respect, and then they can become a really good tag team together. That would be... It's just... It writes itself. It's too easy, so they got to do it. Now it is time for the main event. We got Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor with the Judgment Day. First time these two apparently have been in the ring against each other in their careers, so that's quite interesting. Poor Dom Mysterio getting tossed over the table. It's okay. Mommy is checking on him. He'll be fine. Now Edge runs down yet again through the crowd. He starts taking out the Judgment Day. He spears poor Dom Mysterio. Oh, Edge, how could you? Ripley jumps Edge from behind, and then Beth Phoenix runs out full throttle and delivers a beautiful spear on Ripley. That was fantastic. Nice spear. Thumbs up for that. Cody Rhodes avoids the stomp, hits three crossroads for for just a big old fuck you to Finn Balor. I'm going to hit three of these bad boys on you. He picks up the W... Good match, you know, fast pace, pretty nice chemistry between Finn and Cody in the ring. Cody, uh, they could be setting up Cody, Edge, and like Beth Phoenix, Phoenix versus Judgment Day because, man, Beth Beth looks ready to go, and I want to see her fight Rhea Ripley. It's just, come on. Like, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that Beth Phoenix didn't make an appearance in the Royal Rumble. That was a little bit, she, she was dressed, she was ready to go, she got the makeup all did, all that just to come out for like, two minutes like okay well whatever now we got that that was it that's the end of raw i thought it was a solid show overall lots of returns on this show that they probably could have done in the rumble honestly but they're gonna they did it tonight uh boogs and carmelo returning i'm sad we got no bloodline or Sami Zayn stuff on this show really wanted to see where they were gonna take it but uh not this week gonna make me wait Ripley or might do it on SmackDown. Could be doing it on SmackDown. I haven't watched it as of me recording this yet. Ripley was great on this show. I am st- I'm super nervous, man, about the decision. Uh, her picking Charlotte. They as long like she's got to win. She has to win. If they don't, they're gonna like ruin her career. Uh, but I am behind Ripley all the way, man. Like she's she's has to win this. Uh, they got more heat added to Bailey versus Becky. I like that they're taking it to that next level, that personal level. That's always when you get uh, some of the best rivalries, and these two know each other really well. So I like where it's going. Elimination Chambers are both looking so far so good. I like the competitors in it so far. Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano should be really fun to watch in there. And yeah, I thought the show was solid overall. Six and a half. Add a thing. All right, let's go to NXT 2.0. We are starting it off with the Creed Brothers with Ivy versus. I can't believe it's finally happening, but Inda Sure, they're finally going to fight each other after like a month of stalling and, and injuries. And oh my God, okay, it's finally happening. Inda Sure is out there with Nobody Can Hinder the Gender Mahal. Nice standing moonsault from Brutus, followed up by an even nicer standing shooting star press from Julius. Holy crap, man. These two are nuts. Thumbs up for that. 
deadlift powerbomb by Julius Ontavir. That, again, that was another just amazing little spot. Thumbs up for that. Ivy argues with Jinder on the outside. Then Julius accidentally hits Ivy. She goes down pretty hard. You got a huge lariat from Veer and a choke slam from uh, Mahan. I think that's his name. And Indusher pick up the W. And finally, holy, finally, we get to see these two Indusher work as a team. And yeah, it was fine. It was solid. Uh, okay chemistry. Not much for unique tag offense. Mostly just smashing because they're both fairly big and aggressive wrestlers. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't like... I, I would have liked more, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ease back. You know, it was their first time that at least we've seen it on camera. So I thought it was all right. We got Tyler Bate and Axiom. They're having a nice chat backstage. Bate, uh, Bate says that Axiom reminds him of A-Kid. So, you know, rumor has it that A-Kid is the one that's underneath the mask. And I like that they're poking fun at it right here. So that was funny. And you got Zoe Starks versus Indy Hartwell. And I totally forgot to say this in my Rumble review my wife nailed indy hartwell and her position coming out it was the most random selection of all time that was a huge huge pop for her i was like i was so upset i was like you fucking kidding me like you pull out indy hartwell out of nowhere and boom there she is walking down it's like that's fucking nuts anyway indy with a nice stiff boot to the back of zoe's head how you doing Zoe hits her awesome finisher to pick up the W here. That fucking rotating GTS thing. I love that move. So fucking good. Nice match. I like the chemistry with these two. Indy laying it in really stiff. That's just kind of been her, her gimmick for the last quite a while here. Really good. And Zoe showing off some cool moves herself. Especially that finisher, man. It's fucking awesome. Zoe beats down Indy after the match. And Sol Ruka comes down for the save. Now we get Wesley. He delivers a promo in the ring. He gets interrupted by Dijak. Dijak says he's going to destroy Wesley. Then Von Wagner arrives. Now he's offended because he claims he's the biggest and the baddest, not Dijak. Dijak's like, yo, man, I don't want no beef with you, man. But Wesley starts making them angry at each other. <laughs> they brawl a little bit. Then a match is made. And the battle of the big bads begin. Dijak versus Von Wagner with Mr. Stone. Dijak takes a suplex into the corner, lands right on his head. That was how you thorn. Dijak backflips out of a choke slam, then delivers one of his own. I mean, dude, that is just insanity. Dijak is a big dude and he just did a backflip, like a beautiful backflip and then a beautiful choke slam. Like, wow, thumbs up for that. Beautiful. Vaughn hits a huge underhook slam off of the top rope. Sadly, Dijak hits a, yet again, not a great looking feast your eyes. His weird, his finisher that just can't hit it. But he does try to hit it on Wagner. He picks up the W. Even though he can't hit his finisher clean, Dijak is, uh, I, he's super underrated. He, like, he is a fantastic big man. I'm on, I was super happy that they brought him back. Uh, if you if you want to check out some of his best work that I've seen, go back and check out his matches that he had in NXT versus Keith Lee. Now I'm starting to think like, hey, maybe was it Dijak that was carrying those matches? Because Dijak, I that guy puts on good matches time and time again. So, uh, and again, puts on a good match right here. Seven out of ten. I like this guy, man. Just fucking pick a different finisher, please. Now we got Mackenzie. She breaks down the footage of Nikita Lyons getting hit by a car last week. Uh, she basically reveals every woman on the roster is a suspect because 
basically every woman in the footage was shown she's like oh here's this one here's this girl here's this one she's here she's there she's looking it's like okay okay we get it everyone did it but the only person that i didn't notice in the footage was cora jade so obviously she did it so that's my prediction got another match we got tyler Bate versus axiom now this oh baby on paper oh get some nice airplane spin from tyler Bate. it looks like he's like uh <laughs> he's like running out of gas and he's like no 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 and he starts spinning him up again like oh my god just an outrageous amount of power from tyler Bate right here thumbs up for that axiom with a gnarly looking soccer kick right to tyler's face i don't know i think that was just really good camera work but my goodness did that ever look brutal a beautiful tyler driver 98 and tyler picks up the w right here really good match both just top level performers in the ring man just showing off the skills seven and a half out of ten now we got isla dawn performing some weird ritual backstage with alba fire there it is oh baby i knew it i knew these two were gonna be friends and they're gonna be yes they only she just needed to do a ritual to get it done and it's all good now alba fire isla dawn they're best friends they're gonna hold hands they're gonna make fucking uh, uh flower necklaces together they're gonna eat cookie dough late into the night swapping stories and watching scary movies it's gonna be fucking awesome so there you go i'm amped i'm gonna give that a thumbs up because that's just a match made in heaven come on now now don't let me down i want to see some weird shit from these two now speaking of weird shit you got carmelo and trick williams getting interviewed by mckenzie got a solid interview here trick was pretty entertaining you know that guy he's 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 kind of growing on me Melo versus apollo in a two out of three falls match that should be some really good stuff looking forward to that match now we got Toxic Attraction and Roxanne, the champion. They're being interviewed and they're weird. Oh, we're we're being interviewed face-to-face, but in different rooms, kind of whatever the fuck that is. Toxic Attraction are talking some mad trash, man. Like, every time they talk some trash, Roxanne tries to get in a word, but then they just, like, shut her down. Like, shut up! And then they just talk more trash. I mean, and then Roxanne just gets sad and she leaves the interview. What the hell? Gigi slips saying she will win instead of JC Jane. Uh, so it's, well, she says she will win instead of, instead of saying we will win. So JC, JC Jane gives her like that. What the fuck look and rocks in. Then she jumps in out of nowhere and they start a little fight. Uh, I don't know, man. Honestly, this just made Roxanne look terrible. She barely gets in a word. I know she's not a strong promo, but that was just brutal i mean it just looked or look made her look really bad and then the fight afterwards was like eh, i don't like these segments they just generally don't go over well they they come off really awkward it's probably because there's a delay in the audio for them so overall i don't like these segments so i'll give it a thumbs down how do you like that now we got danny palmer versus the d the debuting stevie turner nice neck breaker from stevie palmer gets in a little bit of offense here turner hits a uranagi for her finisher kind of like a sit out uranagi pretty nice picks up the w here and yeah it was an okay debut for turner offense was pretty good and palmer's selling was fantastic in this she was just yeah she she was honestly uh getting more of my attention i was like damn she is really good at selling so yeah an okay an okay debut you know a typical wwe like not not that great and we got Charlie Dempsey versus Drew Gulak with Hank Walker, the everyman. 
Impressive deadlift German suplex from Charlie. That's getting a thumbs up. Hank gets caught up in a collision. He goes down. Drew rolls up Dempsey for the W. Solid match and very impressive technical wrestling. If you like that technical wrestling stuff, you're, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, I would have liked it to go on a little bit longer. Maybe these two in a submission match. That would be really fun. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more of Charlie Dempsey. That guy is good. He looks just like uh, Butch. I would like I would like if uh, Charlie Dempsey can find his way into the Brawling Brutes. He would be an excellent addition to that team. Uh, no offense to um, the big man Ridge Holland or whatever his name is, but I think Charlie Dempsey would be a way better way better fit for that. But anyway, moving on, we got Von Wagner losing his shit backstage, just humming chairs, and then uh, and she, <laughs> just throwing chairs around. And then Mr. Stone says, "Hold my beer." He goes nuts. He starts yelling at Vaughn. He's like, help me, help you. He's screaming that at him over and over again. And Stone walks off and Vaughn is like, God damn, that was a, that was a really funny little segment right there. That was good stuff. Now we got a triple threat tag team match, the WWE way, where it's not actually a triple threat, but if you know, you know. So we got the Dyad with Rain and Gacy versus Blade and Anofe versus Mr. Chase and Duke. Hudson with the hail. The winner is added to the fatal four-way for the tag titles at Vengeance Day. We start the match. Dyad hit a assisted tombstone on Mr. Chase on the outside. So that was that was kind of out of nowhere. Really impressive move right there. Dyad shutting down all of the teams, isolating Chase as he tries to get a tag on anybody. He is just desperate. Really liked what they're doing with that. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. Duke gets the tag finally. He starts whooping the Dyad's ass. Hits a lovely German suplex. Anofe and Blade finally get into the match. They are flying all over the place. I love that stuff. Thumbs up for them. Good old Tower of Doom delivered from Mr. Chase. And then the Stomps. Crowd absolutely loving it. Duke and Chase hit the terrible looking flatliner thingy. But they get the win here. So woof. That was a huge win. Did not see that one coming. Uh, Great match. The Dyad are MVPs in this one, that's for sure. They are a great team, man. They always impress me when they get into the into a into a tag team match. It's just too bad they're stuck with the gate John Gacy or Wayne, whatever the fuck his name is, the Gacy guy. Uh, otherwise, like the Dyad, those two guys are really good. They're really talented in the ring. Chase U was the good entertainment in this match, and Anofi and Blade were the highlight reels. Love the chemistry of the teams. Good mixture right here of all three teams mixing together. And everyone got their time to shine. Really well done. Eight out of ten. Good show this week uh, for NXT. Lots of good wrestling throughout. I was actually a little bit surprised at how good the wrestling was all throughout the show. Didn't really have any duds other than the debut match. But even that one, like the selling in it was so good. And and she got in a little bit of offense there. Uh, she being Danny Palmer. So that was nice. I, I prefer it when they debut and put on a good match. I don't like squash matches. Unless it's like a monster, a new monster okay fine but if you're bringing in a wrestler who can wrestle then show me that right away put them in there with someone who can wrestle so you know that's what i i prefer in uh in a way like example john cena his debut match was against kurt angle and it was a great match and it really put john cena on the map right away so that's the kind of way that's the stuff they got to start doing anyway 
Uh, pretty good job setting up the Vengeance Day. I'm not too excited, honestly, for Roxanne versus Tox Toxic Attraction. The tag team division, though, is absolutely on fire. The men's tag team, holy, with the New Day in there. Like I said, I, I figured they were going to be in there and just like inject a whole bunch of extra motivation and just really bring out the best in that division. It's been working its charm. Everyone's really been stepping up. And on top of that, the women's tag team division gets Isla Dawn and Alba Fire teaming up. I love that. Natural fit. So, really good show. I liked it. Seven and a half out of ten. Not bad NXT. Good stuff. Okay, let's move on to Dynamite and AEW. We got, uh, they are in Dayton, Ohio. And this is really close to the home of John Moxley, who was starting off the show against Hangman Adam Page. So, they are fighting yet again. Mox jumps Hangman before the bell. They fight out into the crowd. Moxley takes a chair right in the face. He gets busted open over the eye. As the match officially begins, Hangman jumps right into a stiff clubbing blow from Moxley. That that looked nasty. Moxley scratching and biting Hangman's back. I, he's been doing that a lot lately. Moxley just loves biting people's back. I mean, it's a weird place to be bitten. It would really throw me off, I won't lie, but it's it's good stuff. Moxley totally hits an RKO out of nowhere. I, who saw that? I mean, that was good. I don't. It was that was not a diamond cutter, bro. That was an RKO. Thumbs up for that. Hangman puts Moxley through a table with a power buster. Like it was. It looked like he wanted to do a power bomb, but it kind of looked like a spine buster. So it's a power buster. Thumbs up for that. Moxley takes a huge lariat and a dead eye, but he kicks out of that. Just ridiculous. Page with a tombstone and a buckshot. That's still not enough to put away Moxley. On top of that is like is like the Undertaker blessed everybody to use the tombstone this week. Like a really popular move this week anyway. Fantastic. Well, hold on. We're not done yet. Hold on. Missed a sentence. Moxley catches Hangman in a roll-up and he steals the victory. Wow. Fantastic war, man. Super stiff. I like this match a lot more than their previous match. Um... Really stiff. Lots of big offense. You got a good table spot. Lots of blood in this match. Moxley bleeding all over the place as per usual. And uh, it had a, had a satisfying ending as well. Oh, sorry. It had everything except a satisfying ending. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But that roll-up, I mean, like audibly you can hear the disappointment in the crowd. It's going to lose a little bit. But I still give this an 8.5 out of 10. This match was fantastic. Uh, Blackpool Fight Club come down to keep the peace, but clearly neither Moxley or Hangman were satisfied. They will fight again. So holy crap! Uh, these two are just ripping each other apart. I like their matches. Uh, next, let let's just have like just do the no holds barred or whatever. That's what we're building up to. Just go all out. Give me the thumbtacks. Give me the Bob Wire. Hopefully get some fire. I mean, we haven't had fire in a long time. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're allowed to do that shit anymore. But some fire would be really appreciated from this ECW fan. So I would really like some fire. All right. Jamie Hayter accepts a eliminator match from the bunny randomly for next week. Okie dokie. And then a video shows Soraya and her crew beating down the doctor. Oh fuck. Jamie Hayter runs off to go help her best friend. Now we got the acclaimed with a all time rap this week. I I was laughing really good on this. this was a fantastic rap. Go, go check it out. Thumbs up for that. Uh, they are fighting a couple of goofballs in the ring uh, who do give us a hilarious scissor. Uh, thumbs up for those guys with the scissor right there. I didn't I didn't get their names, so I just call them goofballs. No, no, no offense. 
Acclaimed hit the mic drop and they win the match. Entertaining squash match. Again, AEW do squash matches. I mean, I still don't like them, but when AEW does them, they don't make me upset. So this one was funny, so I'm okay with it. Then the Ass Boys come out. They want an answer for their challenge for the tag team belts. Young Guns fuck up, tell their dad to go drown his sorrows at the bottom of a pill bottle. Oh my god. That was a oh snap right there. Daddy turns around with that look on his face like he is going to beat the fuck out of his children right now. The mic fails for Daddy Ass. He throws that thing away. He ends that Mike's life, gets a new one, gets in his boy's face, and he says the tag team match is on. Yet he will not be in it. So there you go. He's making matches, though he won't be in them. So he's a booker now. He is a booker. That was awesome, though. That was a really good moment. Crowd got, like, uncomfortably quiet when when they dropped that wicked burn on daddy, daddy ass with the pills. Uh... That's when you know it's good. That's when you know it's good when it gets that little bit of uncomfortable tension. Good shit. Thumbs up for that. Now we got out of nowhere. Takeshka, my fucking boy, versus Brian Cage with Prince Nana. I mean, oh fuck. I creamed a little bit when this just this just kind of hit me out of nowhere. So let's see how it comes out. Starts out with Brian Cage hitting a 619. I mean, come on, dude. This guy should not be able to do this though. He's like 280 pounds of pure muscle. Takeshka hits a brain buster. Cage pops right back up. Sheeta pops him right in the mouth and then nails another buster for a near fall. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Takeshka blasts Brian with a knee strike to the face. Pins and wins. Just another really good match. Cage always seems to have like a new move in his arsenal that just, he should not be able to do that. You should not be doing tiger front kicks. That is, that's bananas, but fuck, good on you, buddy. Good on you. Takeshka just... My God, he's so good all around, man. I love this guy so much in the ring. Good match right here. I, it could have been longer, and it wasn't his best match, but he always gives me a good a good match. Seven out of ten. Moving on, we got the Elite. They are hanging out at the basketball court. Really weird. All of them, except for Kenny Omega, are wearing confusing out, outfits for a basketball court. I mean, Kenny's got the... He's got, like, the sweats on, no shirt, looking fine. Then you got these guys wearing, like, disco outfits. I'm like, okay, now I'll level with you. I've heard the story from Dave Chappelle when Prince showed up with his group, dressed up like they just came out of the disco, and then they just b-balled on them hard. Like, yo, have you ever been dunked on by a guy with platform shoes and, like, sparkly pants? It's, um, it's kind of traumatic, but anyway, uh, they're all hanging out. They get confronted by Matt Hardy, uh... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ethan Page. There you go. I just glitched out there for a moment. Ethan Page is there. Stokely Hathaway and Private Party. They trash talk. They will fight later on this week about it. There you go. Brian Danielson versus Toothless Timmy or Timothy Thatcher, if you will. Danielson has his shoulder heavily taped up, so Timmy starts picking apart the injured shoulder throughout the whole match. We got a ref bump. He's down. This summons MJF. He is sensing a moment to strike a a a a shot on Danielson. I don't know what I'm going for there. Takeshka stops MJF from hitting Brian with the ring and chases him off. There you go. That's my fucking boy right there. Danielson hits the knee on Toothless Timmy for the W. Another good match. Lots of uh, methodical shoulder work. It was slow from Toothless Timmy, but that's kind of his gimmick. Leads to a... Um, Pretty good ending and adds more to the storyline with MJF. 
the ending did pick up quite a bit. Lots of stiff shots all throughout from both men. Typical stuff. Seven out of ten. Then it cuts to NGF and Takeshka just having a hockey fight backstage. They are separated and Renee announced Takeshka will fight MJF. And the champ absolutely fucking flips. Oh my god, dude. I don't think that's happening. That's not happening tonight, but that will be a fucking sweet match. Now, cut to a little bit later, we got MJF is offering Roosh and his crew a ton of cash to take out Danielson next week. Roosh accepts. Now we move on to Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill with Layla Gray. This is for the TBS Championship. Will Red Velvet be able to get this? Jade is going for her 50th straight victory. Jade does just that. She hits Jaded and picks up the win. Poor Velvet, not tonight. It's not happening. Uh, But I still feel her day is coming, man. I think that this is the trigger that they could pull for the TBS championship. And uh, it would be really, really huge for Red Velvet if she can get that victory. But um, not tonight, and overall, I thought the match was kind of meh. I was a little bit disappointed from this one, but overall, I just I didn't feel like it, they didn't build it up enough to on Red Velvet's side to let me believe that tonight was going to be the night. It just wasn't there, but um, I still think they can do that. I, I hope they do someday. But once they said like it was going to be her 50th win, or she was going for it, it's like, ah, she's got to get that 50th win in a row. I mean, you can't just have her stop at 49. That's cruel. But now we move on to the main event of the night. We got Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen with Sting for the TNT Championship. This is a no holds barred match. Oh God, here we go. Darby wearing a thumbtack jacket to start the match until Joe rips that thing right off. Uh, very unique. I can't say I've ever seen someone come out wearing a thumbtack jacket. Joe going for a table, and Darby kicks it right into his face. Joe gets busted open by that. Fighting in the crowd now, Joe slams Darby on the concrete steps. I mean, holy Jesus, man. That makes me think. I've seen Samoa Joe flat back on concrete steps in WWE. It was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. Uh, Anyway, back in the ring now, Darby hitting some chops. Joe just picks up Darby and hums him out of the ring. Nasty fall for Darby. That was just, wow. Thumbs up for that. Darby tosses pocket sand into Joe's eyes. He hits a code red and we got a near fall right there. Darby struggles mightily putting on the thumbtack jacket. Just won't, just won't get on. It just won't get on him. Uh, he does his best. He hits a coffin drop onto Joe with the jacket. I'll, I'll give him for the effort. Good job. Thumbs up. Darby going absolutely loco. He starts cutting the canvas off of the ring. Darby taking a very long time to do this. He goes for a dive onto Joe. He crashes and burns through a table. Goodness gracious. Joe powerbombs Darby onto the thumbtack jacket. Then he wraps the jacket around his head. Just, Jesus, the gruesomeness. The ring is exposed down to the wood. Joe catches Darby on the ropes, nails a muscle buster off of the top rope onto the exposed wood, and Joe picks up the WN new TNT champion. He picks it up again, and honestly, I am shocked. Holy shit, dude. Wow. Thumbs up for everything. Mercy. What a freaking war, dude. What an absolute war. Um, uh, applause. Hats off to you guys. That was nuts. Uh, insane bumps from both both guys. I mean, come on now. Of course, Darby just going over the top as usual with his bumping. Great high spots and some seriously, truly gruesome uh, moments. Uh, like, 
like the peak between your fingers moments like oh my god dude it's just that is that is a derby match if you're not peeking through your fingers like almost i could barely watch but i can't look away then it's not a derby allen match but this this had that that's for sure eight and a half out of ten fantastic match Wardlow returns with his new haircut because Samoa Joe cut off his weird little man bun thing. And now Wardlow returns. He's just got it, like, shaved down. Looks fine. Looks just dandy. Uh, He runs down to whoop a little bit of uh, Samoa Joe ass. And then they are separated and the show ends. There you go. Uh, Very strong beginning and end to this show this week. The middle was not, like, it wasn't bad, but it was nice and solid. Uh, I feel they could have had the... Red Velvet match. I think they had that too early, honestly. I think they could have, they should have saved it for a pay-per-view and, and just had uh, Jade pick up the 50th win over somebody else. But, um, yeah, we'll, I hope they're not done with it. I hope they keep it up with Red Velvet. Just let her keep chasing that title because I like, I like what they're doing with it. So, And I thought the show was fantastic. Great show overall. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay, let's move on to SmackDown. They are in South Carolina, a little South Kakalaki, if you will, starting the show off with Roman Reigns in the bloodline. Oh, yeah. They arrive. Kayla is asking them where Jey Uso is because he is not there. Roman won't talk, and Paul Heyman just kind of lawyer talks his way past Kayla. Oh, he did. Oh, that's for sure. Jey Uso, he did. Now we got the finals for the tag tournament. We got Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus Imperium. Kaiser and Vinci and Gunter is out there with them. Braun catches Kaiser while talking trash to Gunter. I mean, that was just so badass. I'll give him a thumbs up for that. Braun boosts Ricochet over the top for some nice teamwork to take over or uh, to take out Imperium on the outside. Very nice. Gunter getting frustrated. He gets himself thrown out of the match. Uh Uh-oh. Braun turns Kaiser inside out with a really nice clothesline. It's a wobbly power bomb. I don't know what was going on there. He's like walking around. Looked like he was a little drunk. Gonna, I thought he was going to drop him, and then, like, well, he does, because it's a powerbomb, but you know what I mean. Anyway, Ricochet, off of Strowman's shoulders, hits a Swanton Bomb for the W, and new number one contenders, Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Um, wow, um, honestly, a little bit uh, pleasantly surprised here. Really good finale to the tournament, yeah. Uh, Braun and Ricochet have actually really come together quickly as a good tag team. They literally just got fucking squished together a couple weeks ago and it's a it's a good chemistry i i love the big and agile combo it, it really worked well with these two they worked well together in the ring against each other so uh the, the thought that they would work good together as a tag team yeah makes a lot of sense and it's working good imperium of course is always good work in there uh, the crowd was very, very receptive to Braun Strowman throughout the match. I still think, honestly, this guy has that main event potential, you know, Universal Champion. Uh, now I understand that his wrestling in the ring is is quite shaky, but uh, the dude is he's popular, man. He gets he gets the crowd going. Uh, but for now, uh, tagging with Ricochet, it's it's a good spot for now. It's it's going better than I thought. So and it was a good match, seven and a half out of ten. All right, now we got Charlotte Flair. She's being interviewed. It is, uh, what is it, Flair Country? She's from Charlotte, North Kakalaki. They're in South Carolina. Uh, Whatever, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Sonya interjects herself into the picture. Some standard trash talk takes place, and we're moving on. 
Rey Mysterio. Oh, there he is. That's that's where he's been. He's been in um, he's been in Carolina, I guess. I don't know. He must have showed up at the wrong place. I don't know what happened, why he didn't show up at the Rumble. Anyway, Rey Mysterio is here, New Day and uh, Judgment Day, doing a promotional thing for NASCAR or something. Rey is going to have a race against Dom Mysterio in, in a NASCAR. There you go. Uh, Rey picks up the win in a really, like, silly, entertaining race. They, like, speed up the footage. It's whatever. It was. It's really. It was a really silly segment, but they ran with it. Like, they had... They had a good time with it. They were being silly. It was silly. And the NASCAR guys that they had, I don't know a fucking thing about NASCAR, but they were they were both good good sports, having a good time. I enjoyed the the segment. Thumbs up. Now we got Sonya Deville versus Charlotte Flair. This is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Do you wanna I'll give you a little uh time to predict how do you think this one's gonna go down? You're right. Alright, let's get into it. They are in Flair Country Blue, because because boo and woo mixed together makes boo. <sighs> Charlotte locks in the figure eight for the predictable victory. Uh, the match was fine. Uh, Sonya looked okay at points in there. I don't know, but she was never, never a real threat in this match. Uh, n- never once did, did she threaten to win this match. Not even close. Uh, Charlotte just throughout the whole match has that shit-eating grin on her face the whole time. Like... She just acts like everyone that she wrestles with is a complete joke, and it's just not good, man. It's not a recipe for making new stars when you just treat everybody like they're fucking below the the dirt that's underneath your boot. Like, it's bad, man. Anyway, uh, let's hope that Rhea Ripley doesn't look like an absolute chump like uh, Sonya Deville did tonight, but... um. Yeah, man, not not fun, not a good time. Roman Reigns is backstage. He is asking where Jay Uso is. Jimmy says he hasn't heard from him him either. Neither has Solo Sokola, and he wouldn't say anything anyway because he doesn't talk. Roman is pretty perplexed by all this, and he demands that they go out and find him. That that's a fair demand. Now we got the brawling brutes, Butch and Ridge Holland versus the Viking Raiders with Valhalla. I, I know I have I've noticed this the whole time, but I've never mentioned it. Uh, it is a little bit gross that Valhalla walks around the arena and just ar- she just walks around in barefoot. Like that's kind of gross, man. Uh, put put something on uh, Ridge anyway. Ridge is walking into he walks right into a nice spin kick by the big man Ivar. I mean, I can't get my leg up like that, so that's impressive. Uh, Raiders hit Ragnarok on Butch to pick up the W here. Uh, good physical tag team match. You know, Butch selling his ass off. That's my fucking boy right there. He never lets me down. Thumbs up for him. Uh, Raiders building some momentum here, getting a win over a legitimate tag team. So that's really good. And they're starting to become a legitimate threat on the roster again. So that's good. 7 out of 10. I thought the match was pretty good. Sheamus and Drew meet the Raiders at the top of the stage for a little bit of revenge. They get a little bit of a whooping. And now we move on to the Fatal 4-Way. We got Shotzi Blackheart versus my girl Selena versus Natalia versus Shayna Baszler. The winner of this match is going to be added to the Women's Elimination Chamber match. So we got Selena. She hits a nice moonsault onto the outside on Baszler and Shotzi. That's that's my girl right there. Always always getting it done. Natalia locks in the sharpshooter on Selena and she taps out. What? And Natalia, Natalia will enter the elimination chamber. What the heck? And and that is straight up just because they're going to be in Canada. Elimination chamber takes place in Montreal and. Yeah, I feel like that's the literally the only reason. Like, why are you not putting in, like, dude, come on. This is such a fuck-up. Like, 
Shotzi, she's a fun she's a fun character that could really use something on the roster to do and Elimination Chamber would have been great and um I mean, Selena. She, Selena's so good, man. She's so good. So good in the ring. We rarely get to see her in the ring. She's very, very good. She's unbelievable on the mic. I mean, fuck, man. I really was hoping that... I thought she would get the win here for sure. Nope. They're just going to go with Natalia so she can get cheered in Canada and just do absolutely nothing in the chamber. But So I'm disappointed. I'm sad. Roman apologizes to the Bloodline backstage for being a douchebag. Uh, not sure why they have 1,100 bottles of water behind them. I don't know what the hell they're doing with all that. Uh, it's just an insane amount of bottles of water. Roman says they need to stick together and that the Usos can take the rest of the night off. He's got a bunch of good eats waiting for them. Some steak and some sushi and all that shit. So Jimmy says yeet and they leave. Now we go to the... the is this a match? No. Okay. Well, we got Paul, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are in the ring. Roman wants to talk about Cody Rhodes, but he's going to address the Sammy issue first. And then Roman is talking away. He's just, you know, explaining his business. And then someone jumps him from behind. It's freaking Sammy Zayn. Oh, my goodness. He starts whooping the ass off of Roman Reigns. But sadly, Roman quickly turns the tables on Zayn. Heyman gets Roman a chair, but Sammy hits a spear out of nowhere. Roman escapes, but uh, Sammy is yelling he is coming for his championship. Oh my goodness. Uh, Jimmy and Solo show up, and they kick Sammy's head off. They look to crush Sammy's head in between a chair, doing some really big damage. But Roman stops them. Oh my goodness. Roman says he wants Sammy at Elimination Chamber in Montreal. <gasps> his hometown. Oh my god. Could they... I don't I oh I I don't think they'll do this but could Sami Zayn have his moment in Montreal. Oh my god, dude. Like I I talked to my wife. I was like, "Should we go?" And we debated it if we should go to that elimination chamber. It's just too much of a travel and it's just it's not in the cards we're going to we're we're not going to go, but oh my god, dude. That is going to be an electric show. Sami Zayn uh, just, just Sami Zayn being there in in the Bell Center in his hometown Montreal is going to be fucking crazy. Now, honestly, I was a little bit surprised to see um, Sami kind of. I don't know. I feel like I feel a little bit like they pulled the trigger a little bit early with Sami kind of jumping out and attacking already. Um, I'm fine with it. It's not bad. I just feel like maybe they pulled it a little bit early. They could have. Um, I don't know. I think it's not bad. I, I think what they're doing is just fine. Uh, Sammy coming out, getting his ass kicked again. I would imagine Kevin Owens is going to interject himself into this at some point. We didn't see him tonight because he got really, really beaten down at Royal Rumble. So, um, yeah. Honestly, that's why I'm a little bit surprised Sammy Zayn was here tonight. Figured it'd just be a lot of Roman Reigns trash talk and we'll we'll get Sammy coming in. But they brought him in right away, so that's fine. We're, we're addressing that right away. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um if if I don't if Sam if if, if <laughs> I I'm I'm perplexed if they would actually like it would be so wild if they ended up having Sami Zayn win it at Elimination Chamber and then they change the WrestleMania uh, main event to Cody Rhodes versus Sami Zayn and I oh man and and he met, like it's it would seem like if that would be the case then Cody Rhodes would go over at Mania because then you get everybody is happy in a way Sami Zayn gets his moment in Montreal. He gets to hold it until Mania, and then Cody Rhodes inevitably wins. Now, if that's the road they're going down, it'll be disappointing, but I don't know, man. WWE has a terrible track record of once they put the title on a guy that 
you know the crowd really wants uh it tends to not go that well now i think back to you know a long time ago we look at Rey mysterio in 2006 uh, that title reign was an embarrassment. He just got his ass kicked every single day for four months straight. It looked terrible. And I think back to Kofi Kingston's run. Like, that moment was so amazing. His championship run was fine, but then the ending, him just getting squashed by Brock, it was just such a slap in the face to that title run. And then they kind of they did the same thing with Big E. So I'm nervous if, if they do put the title on Sami Zayn. I don't know how good that run actually is going to be. WWE is more about making that moment happen, and then they just kind of uh, let it be as, uh, as it just kind of plays out afterwards. But, um, yeah, and, and I imagine if Sami Zayn does get the championship, they're just going to make him their typical uh, champion that gets his ass kicked all the time and then just barely gets victories. Like, no, I think Sami Zayn is a fantastic wrestler and he should be out there having fantastic wrestling, fantastic competitive wrestling matches. Why would you ever have your champion just getting their ass kicked all the time and barely getting victories? It's just, it doesn't work. People aren't into that anymore, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the hell's going to go down at that elimination chamber. I thought the show was good, solid overall. I'll give it a six out of 10. And, uh, yeah, dude, that's it's going to be a wild uh, ride here to uh, Elimination Chamber now, and, and the road to WrestleMania is going to be wild. Uh, let's finish off with a Rampage, and then we'll do the three stars, and we'll do a quick little uh, Vengeance Day predictions, and we'll, uh, we'll send you guys on your way with your, with your weekend. All right, so Rampage kicks off with The Elite versus Hardy and Ethan Page and Cassidy. This is an AEW Trios Tag Team Championship match. Got Isaiah flagpoles himself off of the bulldog, and then Nick Jackson flagpoles himself. I mean, just hilarious selling. I, I love, I love a good flagpole sell. You know what I'm saying? Just f- fucking plant your head right in the ground, and then oh, so good. Thumbs up for that. Got a beautiful reversal by Isaiah hitting a mid-air cutter. That was awesome. Omega hits the the one winged angel, and then the Bucks with the BTE trigger for the W. Very good tag team match. I mean, WWE, you really need to take a page from AEW or 30 pages from them because you guys need to learn how to do some eight, some uh, tag team offense. I mean, these guys, just every tag team has a whole just arsenal of really awesome combo moves. And WWE, their best is like, oh, here, I'll tag you in. Here, kick them in the gut a little bit. Yeah, that was awesome, bro. And like, come on, dude. It's embarrassing. This is just a different level this tag this tag team wrestling in aew is just incredible all the time lots of cool moves on display like i said over the top selling and a really nice performance from isaiah cassidy seven and a half at it then now we got a funny promo from best friends backstage especially dan Housen, man oh what a treasure that guy is i'll give him a thumbs up for that we got Brian Pillman Jr. making an appearance here. Nice to see him. He's going up against Swerve Boo with his mogul associates. That's what they're calling whatever. That's a stupid name. Anyway, the goons, they get involved on the outside. Swerve hits a gnarly Death Valley driver on the apron that looked comfy. The stomp and Swerve picks up the victory. Uh, a spirited match, you know, nice to see Flying Brian doing his thing in the ring. His hair looked great. Really love the hair. Nice and fluffy. Uh, the goons beat down Brian after uh, the match. And then the veteran Dustin Rhodes comes down for the save. We got Tony Storm and Soraya going up against the Renegade Twins. Tony delivers the hip attack, but she delivers it to, like, the back of the head of one of the twins. And it sends her to the ground. Uh, not your, Not her typical, nice, disgusting, horrifying-looking hip attack in the corner, but I liked it. 
Storm Zero, Tony and Soraya pick up the W here. Uh, nice performance from the Renegade Twins. Uh, they weren't willing to be squashed, so they put up a little bit of a fight, a little bit more of a fight than I imagine Tony and Soraya were expecting, so I enjoyed that. Uh, Tony doing most of the work, understandably, as Soraya is still uh, easing her way back into uh, competitive wrestling, but uh, Soraya in there, she looks solid, looks solid. Now it is time for our main event. We got Roosh with Vance and Jose versus Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel. Still getting it done out there. Man, this guy's been wrestling for longer than I've been born, I think. Uh, anyway, as is tradition, Roosh finds his trusty extension cord. He whacks and chokes Christopher Daniels with it. At least the referee wasn't looking. Like I was like, how does this guy keep getting away with it? At least this time the ref was distracted. Uh, Vance slaps Daniels with a wad of cash and then makes it rain money on him. That's just straight up disrespectful. Roosh destroys Daniels with the boot to the face. How you doing for the W right here? Uh, not much uh, chance for poor Christopher Daniels to win. He was basically outnumbered 3-1 to one the whole match. Uh, Daniels put up a solid fight, as he always will. A solid match. Uh, will someone fight Roosh in an extension cord match? Please. Like, come on. Like, get get Andrade. Get get um, Bandito. Someone out here. Get this, get this guy. Give him a taste of his own medicine and whack him with an extension cord. Solid match overall. And a fine show this week. A strong opening match. I think they squeezed, like, one too many matches on this show. Everything seemed a little bit too tight, too too rushed, if you will. But um, uh, the show was, like, honestly, was the swerve match necessary? That one, you could have cut that, and I think the show would have been a lot better. Uh, a, you wouldn't have, to, wouldn't have to deal with swerve and his appearance, and that would have made the show just better in general. But, yeah, I think they squeezed too many matches this week. Too much. And I'll give it a five and a half out of ten. Okay, let's do the three stars of the week. Big week, big week, because we got the Rumble included. So uh, let's start with some shout-outs here. Got to shout-out the Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns uh, main event match at Rumble, mostly for the aftermatch, or the aftermath with the whole fucking Sami Zayn and all, the whole Bloodline Fallout thing. That Now, it doesn't count, but the match itself and everything, it was it's still worth a shout-out. I will also shout out Ricochet and Braun Strowman, their tag team final tournament match versus Imperium. Uh, very pleasantly surprised with that. It was a lot better than I thought. Wasn't a fan of Ricochet and Braun Strowman just kind of being injected into the finals. I think other teams could have been deserving, but they they pulled it off, man. They're a good, good team right there, so I enjoyed it. I'll give them a shout out. Uh, the triple threat tag team match on NXT, Dyad. Blade and Anofe and Duke and Chase. That was a really good good time right there. I got to, oh, excuse me, shout them out. And we will start now with the three stars. Are you ready? Am I ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Third star of the week goes to the Women's Royal Rumble. Yes, uh, I got I got to shout out one of the one of the rumbles, and I really enjoyed. The women's rumble, I, I enjoyed that. I, I do think that I enjoyed it a lot more because I was rooting for Rhea Ripley and she was entered number one. She was in there the whole time and she and she wins the whole shebang. So yeah, I got a lot of enjoyment out of the women's Royal Rumble, enough so to give it third star this week. Second star this week goes to Moxley versus Hangman on Dynamite. That was uh they had a match prior just a couple weeks. It wasn't quite up to the standard. And then they had this match much more up to their standard. Way better than their last match. Really enjoyed this one. It's uh, good enough to get the second star this week. First star goes to 
Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe on Dynamite with that absolute horrific war. I mean, oh my goodness. Really, just like I said, it um, I was just peeking through your fingers. Like, you're like, oh my god, dude. Like, I was so terrified that Samoa Joe was going to flat back on the concrete like he did in WWE and set his career back like five years later. <laughs> but anyway, it was a really fucking awesome match. Good enough for first star this week. How you doing? All right, so let's swing over to... Uh, let's do some predictions for Vengeance Day. Okay, so we got we got a two out of three falls match: Carmelo Hayes versus Apollo Cruz. I am going to go with Carmelo Hayes. I think this match is actually gonna be really, really good, and uh, I, I imagine that Trick Williams is gonna be the kind of the the tipping point, and that's gonna help Carmelo get the win here. But I am expecting a very competitive match from the from these two. Should be really good. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. You got the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Tag Team titles. You got Chase University versus Gallus versus Pretty Deadly versus The New Day. Oh, man, this is is a tough one. I'm going to go with The New Day. Oh, man, that is tough. Uh, The New Day, they haven't been down there that long, but they've already done so much good work down there, really bringing a lot of the tag teams uh, out to play, if you will, and... um, I can literally see any one of these four teams winning, and I would be just dandily. I would be absolutely fine with any four of these teams winning. Chase University's really been fantastic lately. Gallus is uh, fantastic in the ring. They're they're just recently uh, returning, so it's hard to see them winning it. Pretty Deadly just had it, and they've been they've been really good too. I'm gonna stick with the New Day. I don't think I don't think they they should be done yet with NXT, but uh, they very well could pull the plug here and and set. New Day up for something with WrestleMania, but I, I hope not because they've been awesome in NXT, absolutely awesome. So I'll go with the New Day. I'll I'll go with the safe pick here. But again, I would love any any four of these teams winning would I'd be happy with it. Now we got the NXT Women's Tag Team Title match. You got Fallon Henley and Kiana James going up against Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Uh, I'll go with the champions here. Uh, I'm not a fan of these two, honestly. Katana and and Caden, they just haven't done really anything much on the roster they're barely ever featured on on the shows and recently they've just been like really cocky confident annoying pair like they just haven't been all that great so uh, I, I would like Henley and Kiana to win because it's that fun um what, what do you call it uh, people that don't fit together that uh, odd couple tag team there you go I got it and, but I, I just, it, it, it's come together too quickly, and there's been like really no build with Katana and Carter. So I'll just go with the champions retaining here. NXT North American title match, got Dijak versus Wesley. Big old fan of Dijak, man. I would love for this guy to win. He's so damn good, but can't see them pulling it off of Wesley right now. He's uh, pretty fresh into the title. So uh, I think Wesley will get it, get it done here. And um, yeah, I'm fine with Wesley. He's, he's fine. It's just, I like Dijak better. Uh, the triple threat match for the NXT Women's Title: Gigi Dolan versus J.C. Jane versus Roxanne Perez. Obviously, going to be a lot of Toxic Attraction teaming up against Roxanne Perez. Uh, inevitably, pl- probably going to be leading to um, Gigi and Jane getting into an argument, and then they're going to fight. And Roxanne is going to get; she's going to win. I mean, I'm going to say Roxanne is going to probably win this match. <laughs> pretty, I'd say, pretty safe to say she's going to win. So yeah, I'll pick Roxanne Perez. And then the main event, Steel Cage match for the NXT title. Grayson Waller versus Braun Breaker. I'm going to go with Braun Breaker here. 
Uh, no offense, Grayson Waller. I just don't think they're going to put it on you over over Braun. Braun is your he's your typical WWE guy, man. He's big, strong, fine enough in the ring that you know I'm not going to throw up whenever I watch him, and he's okay enough on the mic. And uh, yeah, I, I, that's, mm, I would like Grayson Waller to do something wacky. There's probably going to be something weird going on. Uh, maybe they're going to do like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to go down. All I know is that I feel really strongly that Grayson Waller won't win and it's going to be Braun Breaker. So there you go. Let me know what you guys think. I want to hear some of your predictions uh, before the show tonight. And there you go. There is your wrestling recap show. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, you're all caught up on wrestling and you can enjoy the Vengeance Day pay-per-view tonight. Going to be having a paper. Uh, a review separate for that, but um, uh, believe it or not, I am um, I'm almost at 100 episodes already in total for this podcast. So um, yeah, that kind of crept up on me. So I'm gonna have to do a little. Um, I kind of have I have an idea. It's it's gonna be a, a GX gamer episode, and it's gonna be not about a video game, but more about a topic. Uh, something that was really important throughout my life. So uh, there's a little tease for that. So that should be coming. I'm hoping I'll be able to get that out for episode one. And then we'll have the the Vengeance Day review uh, out when when I get that out. It'll, it'll be there. Don't worry. But uh, there you go. There's your recap show. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed uh, that, that episode. And there you go. You made it to the weekend, y'all. You fucking did it. There you go. Congratulations. Go enjoy yourself some Vengeance Day tonight. And let me know what you think is going to go down. What did you think about the wrestling this week? Did you enjoy the Rumble? All that great stuff. You can go back and listen to that review of the Royal Rumble that I did last week. And uh, you can also go check out the YouTube channel, GamerGX Videos. There's a link down below. You can go follow a new series starting today, two episodes uploaded of it. So if you're if you're curious, you can go over there and see what game I'm starting to play. I announced it on this channel before, but you can go over there, check it out, see how it's see what it is, and uh, let me know what you think. That'd be awesome. You can follow along with uh, me on Twitter if you'd like. Again, links are down below. And there you go, everybody. Enjoy yourselves a good weekend. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go drink coffee and play video games. And- Watch the fucking wrestling. Let's go, baby.